What is good, everybody? It's Benny. It's the Spinner Podcast. This is going to be episode number 12 or 13. I'm not sure quite yet. I'm having some technical difficulties with a interview that I did last night off of Discord with, um, with, a, with a very special guest, so be on the lookout for that, but I'm not sure what this one's going to be. Uh, first of all, fuck American Airlines, as we all know. Pieces of shit. I'll talk about it one other time. Uh, check out the Spinner Podcast on all the platforms. Uh, we got Apple, Mu- Apple, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Breaker. And check out the YouTube, uh, Spinner Media, all caps. Make sure you guys watch the, the playlist videos that I'm making. I'm putting one out in a few days. There should be, maybe there should be one out by the time that I drop this. So be on the lookout for that. 25 underground songs for you guys to enjoy every week. Like, share, hit me up if you guys want to do a podcast. My Instagram is S-K-B-E-N-I-T-G. Just shoot me a DM. Now, without further ado, I got a, I got a really unique guest this time. I've got Susio. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Okay. That's a fact. And he runs three Instagram pages. One is a videography page shot by underscore El Susio. Okay. I'll put everything down below. And then he has a meme page, El Susio's Memes, which I'm a big fan of. And then he also has a clothing brand, Humble New York or Humble NY underscore. So he's a very multi-talented man. He's come on here and he's blessed, um, blessed this podcast with his presence. Go ahead and uh, say, say, say your mind, man. I mean, I just want to say thank you for having me, bro. It means a lot. Yeah, no problem. Of course. Of course. So what were you like growing up? How, where did you come from? How was your background? All types of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, I was born in El Salvador. You know, I was raised there up until the age of two. You know, and then during that time, it was like before 9-11 happened. So mm-hmm. uh, it was easy to get on a flight and then just come into the U.S., mm-hmm. you know. So after I was two years old, you know, I just came here to New York and then I've made my life for the rest up until now. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's dope. So really, it, the 9-11 attack not only prevented people that are, I guess, Muslim, Middle Eastern descent, but it, it was, like, all around type of thing? It was a little bit harder post-9-11 to get in? Yeah, so um, before, you know, they didn't really do any security checks, nothing crazy like that. You know, I passed off as someone's son, you know? And oh, okay. I guess, like, you know, I don't know how it went about the whole situation, but I just know that I was on a flight and then... Uh, by the next day, I was already here, so it's like, you know. Do you have any memories of that, or are you just I do. memories are from here? I do. I All I really remember is just the clothing I was wearing, but that's basically it. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And where did you uh, move into here? Like, what town were you in? It was Freeport. You were in Freeport? Okay. Yeah. You still out of Freeport, or are you... I was uh, still in Freeport. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. There's a lot of... Is there something that um draws a lot of Salvadorans to Long Island? Because it's probably the number one country uh like nationality for a lot of the spanish people that are here and i, I don't know if there's like a common theme about it or yeah i mean um it usually around, uh, revolves around like family members like you know usually they go where someone feels more comfortable 
So we came to Freeport just because our family was already in Freeport. Mm-hmm. That's the main reason why we even got here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and during that time, I had so many, uh, so many family members that it was okay. Like we felt, we felt at home. You know, mm-hmm. but that was basically the main reason as to why we chose Freeport out of, you know, Westbury, Brentwood, and all those spots. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I like being in. Freeport, honestly, it's pretty nice. The fact that it's near the water and everything—it's one of the better. T- I would definitely trade Uniondale for Freeport. Yeah, it's changed. Yeah. It's changed a lot throughout the years. Like when I was growing up on it, we couldn't be out past eight because there was a lot of shootouts on my block. Really? Yeah. Okay. I grew up on Broadway, and I still live on Broadway. But during those times, it it, it was very crazy. My neighbor got shot someday, and then after that, it was like, yeah, we're not fucking with anyone from the block. Like we. From a young age, I would, you know, I would peep things like, yo, my neighbor got shot. This is how they're moving. Like, it was a lot of people during that time. And a lot of drugs were sold on the block. And it was just, it was it was crazy growing up on it. So what was the change? What made the change happen where it became less of a crime area? Honestly, um, I don't even know. I feel like throughout the years, I don't know what changed, but I feel like it, it just became less. You know, it was less violence, mm-hmm. less shootouts. There's still drugs being sold on the block. That's normal. But the shootouts, the stabbings, those were really high back then. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great, though, that it went down and everything. Yeah. Because you got young kids, and that, that could really influence them if they're seeing all this violence. But how were you able to get past that mentally? Like, when you would, would see or hear about something like that, how would you go past that? Um... Honestly, it didn't really feel different from El Salvador. Okay. Because in El Salvador, it's basically the same thing. And I'm kind of glad it's not anymore because I feel like both Freeport and El Salvador now are really starting to change from what it used to be. Mm -hmm. Like, we got a new president in in office in El Salvador. Mm -hmm. And just um, yesterday or two days ago, he was talking about how he's bringing up the military Okay. adding more soldiers mm-hmm. and i feel like it's it's a it's a new president that actually has his 10 toes down on policies and everything like i feel like he's not gonna change the whole country but i feel like he's the start like okay he's, he's really gonna get there it's not gonna be an overnight thing yeah though, not definitely definitely yeah. mm-hmm. so okay so how was school then um school for me um Luckily, since I said, you know, I was here by the age of two or three, you know, once I started pre-K, I started getting into English and, you know, I didn't really have an accent because during that time I was still developing. Mm-hmm. So I just, I grasped onto it so quick mm-hmm. and then growing up through throughout my like elementary years and middle school years and, you know, Atkinson too, um, it was just every single year. I met new people, and then I guess I just got by because I was that kid that was just funny. Like mm-hmm. I was fat, but I was funny. Okay, so, so you were the funny fat kid. Everybody I was the funny. That. I was the funny fat kid. Like I didn't get beat up because I was funny. Okay, yeah. gotcha. What uh, what year were you born to? Ninety eight. You were ninety eight. Okay, yeah. so you're the same year as me. Yeah. All right. Finally, we have a ninety eight er here yeah. on the podcast. Oh, Chow is ninety eight. I think, and I think Lonnie is too. Oh, and, and Nusachi. Never mind. Okay. I think I think Lonnie's the same age as me, but yeah, I think Chow is younger than us. Yeah, I'm not sure. Really? Yeah. Didn't he graduate with Sush? Sushi's under our age. Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know Eddie's older. Yeah, not that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So it was all good. So you were able to stay out of trouble and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I wasn't really the troublemaker, mm-hmm. and if I was, you know, it was it was nothing crazy. It was really just like the only times I did do trouble was like when I was with my cousins, and we like we just do dumb shit like like break windows. Okay. You know, ding dong ditch at the time because that's what we grew up on, or we would just play Nintendo sixty four because that was really our childhood. You know, mm-hmm. back then we didn't really have yo. DM or iMessage, so it was a matter of just going to knock that door, and then yo is um so and so here, mm-hmm. can you come out and play? Yeah, like, that was the type of shit that I grew up on. Right. Yeah. I see my brother; he plays Fortnite. Yeah. All the time, and he goes out with his friends way less than I did. I I realized that, or like they just don't go to each other's houses that yeah. much because they're like they can just get on on Xbox and they can just talk to each other that way. It's insane. No, it's crazy, bro. Cause even a few days ago, I saw that uh, some kid won three million off of a Fortnite World Cup. What the fuck? Yeah, you haven't seen that? No, I saw Nav won eighty five k in like a celebrity. Yeah, so so they had a World Cup for Fortnite, and some kid just won three million. I don't know how much he gets out of that, but yeah, yeah tax will probably crazy. take almost half of that, but but that's still, still crazy. It's millions. I mean, I mean that's well over. It's like one and a half million yeah. right there you're pocketing and for just, a kid. And it's crazy how time just goes, bro. Because it's like a few years ago, you would never would have heard that type of thing. Like giving yeah, out. Yeah, no, no. It's, the rise of esports has been fucking insane yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. So then, how is so high school was was cool for you too and everything? Yeah, no, nah, high school was definitely cool. Again, just me staying to myself, you know. Uh, again, I sometimes I, I crack jokes because it's like, you know, I was just that kid. Like, people knew me as that kid that had the jokes. Mm-hmm. So And even when, like, someone joked out, like, someone was just laughing at me for not even joking around. Because I did get bullied at times, bro. Mm-hmm. There was times where I didn't realize it at the moment. But when I look back, it's like, yeah, niggas was bullying me. But it's mm-hmm. like, I never took it to the heart because I was never that that type of person. Like, I just let it. I just let it slide because it's like life goes on, bro. Mm-hmm. You know? Is that a better way to take the take bullying where you just let it go and don't let it affect you, or is it is it? Were you at a point where you don't think you got bullied enough, like often enough, or? Oh, uh, honestly, I don't. I don't really know how to tackle bullying because it's like I feel like everyone is different. There's some people that really just can't let that go. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me it was easier just because I didn't care. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just didn't care enough to to take the time out of my day to be like, damn, this is what he said. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like bullying is really a difficult topic because it's like, how do you tackle it? You know? Yeah, it's such like a case by case thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I feel. Because mm-hmm. it's like I could tell you, yo, just forget about it. But then mm-hmm. that's not me considering someone's feelings. Right. Or what they have gone through. You know, there's different stages of bullying, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, I ask you here. How was growing up in a New York Spanish household, the El Salvadorian household? I've heard some some rumors since I have since I've come up here. I've got a lot of uh, Salvadorian friends through all different friend groups. And I've heard, I wouldn't even say a mixed bag. I'd say, like, there's, like, a set. So what, what yeah. is your... I mean, with my family, it was different. Like, they were just strict. I couldn't go out sometimes because it's like I was growing up and, you know, my it was actually my own family that thought I would end up being a gang member. Yeah. Really? Was, yeah. Wow. My family was OD. 
because they never really saw me as that kid that can really make something out of my life. They just, they thought I would be an example to the family. Like, yo, this nigga's not doing shit. Like, this nigga's going to be a gang member, and that's it. And growing up around that, bro, it's like, damn, like, my uncles, my aunts, everyone in the family was like, that's when I started realizing, like, yo, I need to, I need to step away from this because it's like it's toxic bro like hearing that you're not gonna make it in life from yeah. your own family members like i get it if it was from my friends mm-hmm. but even my friends supported me more than my own family members yeah. and it wasn't all of them it was just most of them like the ones that i really cared about it's like they never really wanted to see me like make something out of my life mm-hmm. so it was like up to that point it was like yeah i need to why did they get that perception Honestly, I don't know. I guess it's just I had so many cousins before me mm-hmm. that have been in jail, been gang members. Because it's like we're all Salvadorian. So it's like for them, it was either you end up in the hospital, you end up in prison, or you end up dead. If you're in a gang or is this in general? In general for us. Really? Yeah. In I, El Salvador you're talking about? In El Salvador oh, okay, and yeah. also here. Okay. So they basically brought that mentality from El Salvador out here to New York. That's why, like, growing up with my family members, it was always the same talk. Like, mm-hmm. yo, this is where you're going to end up. Right. Because they were never able to let go of what was going on in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they always, like, you know, it was a constant reminder of, yo, this is how you're going to end up. And like I said, I had a lot of cousins that were in prison that ended up dead because of the shit that they were doing. Mm-hmm. So they just felt like, yo, this this man is about to be the same one as the last one. So it's like... God damn. Yeah. How did that affect you then, like mentally? Nah, that shit bugged me for like years because it was like, all right, so if they don't believe in me, then mm-hmm. I don't know how to go upon it. Yeah. But then it came to a point where it's like I had my friends and, you know, luckily I had friends at the time that were very supportive of what I was doing and usually they you know we we kicked it off with with soccer we kicked it off with chilling like we would just hang out so it was always like a way for me to get my mind off of things because I hated being home Mm -hmm. I loved going out playing soccer watching movies that's what I grew up on like just Mm -hmm. doing a lot of things that I could Mm -hmm. just to not be around just that you Mm -hmm. know so what soccer teams? Your who's your team? I mean, honestly, bro, I don't even watch soccer. Oh, I, I I I play soccer. I used to play soccer. I stopped playing because you know, it's it's hard once you get over eighteen. I think. Yeah, I, I feel like once school. you got responsibilities, once you got to pay things off, it's it's a little hard to make time for the things you enjoy. But I don't really watch soccer. Mm-hmm. I I watch baseball sometimes, but that's okay. that's my pops. Yeah, he loves the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But. That's cool. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so your passion for videography, was that kind of a way out of is that a way that you were you were able to find a passion? Uh videography to- actually happened by accident. Okay. Uh, so I was going to college after twenty sixteen that I graduated. Where were you at? Uh NCC. Okay. Nassau Community College. Yeah. Um so with my parents, uh, you know, they really just pushed college on me. They're like, you know, if you're not gonna go to college, get the fuck out, because we're not gonna we're not gonna hold you here if right or pay rent. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, fuck it, let me just do college. Even though I didn't know what I wanted to do, 
And that's mm-hmm. something that I stressed all throughout high school. It was a constant question that I had in my mind. It was, what am I going to be? What am I going to do once I get out of here? Mm-hmm. And once I got to NCC, it was the same thing. I didn't know what I was doing. I tried business. Okay. And then from business, I tried law. Mm-hmm. And I did, I did, I honestly did good on both ends, but I hated it. Like, I feel like I'm that guy that even in high school and in college, like I, w- I was smart, but the effort just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So with that, it was more of like, damn, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And then I had to break it down to my parents. Like, yo, I, I know you guys are going to get tight, but this is not what I want to do. And they're like, so what the fuck are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know yet, but I could pay your rent and I'll see from there. And then like a few weeks after, I just bought a VHS camera and I was like, fuck it. Let me just start recording, mm-hmm. you know, and I bought a few cameras. Um, and then from there, it, it accidentally became a thing. It was like, yo, I really, I fuck with the editing. I fuck with converting you know, VHS to digital, you know, I really liked being behind the camera. Because mm-hmm. before that, I was doing this clothing brand, uh, Humble. Yep, and I'll have that link down below as well. Yeah, so even before Humble, it was like, during that period in college, it was, it was a period of just, you know, my mind was all over the place. I just wanted a straight path, but... I realized, like, life isn't like that. Like, you get no straight paths at all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it. Whatever comes my way, comes my way. So then once I started seeing, like, the videography was going somewhere, it's like, I fucked with it. And I loved being behind the camera. That's what I liked the most. And then the editing part, and then, you know, everything that came with it, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You like reliving those experiences that you taped? Is that a big thing for you um not really no i actually don't look back at the videos that i that i've done mm-hmm. i just you know i post them and then i leave them for the world to see and that's it you mm-hmm. know i'm not really a guy that's stuck on you know whatever i've worked on i just look forward to whatever's next you mm-hmm. know so what do you most enjoy to take videos of honestly nature nature yeah okay. like where do the spots you go out here it's pretty i honestly i I go more out east. I don't really take pictures or record it to post. Mm-hmm. I just keep them like for myself. Okay. And then I edit them and then I keep them in some folders cuz it's like I really fuck with like the nature aspect of everything like I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. People really think I I like doing, you know, recording parties, recording shows. Nah, it's not that. It's just the most simplistic things I, I actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. So what are some spots that you fuck with out east? Um, I'd definitely say Kings Park. It's, it's okay. Um, Bayshore. And Montauk. Wow, yeah. that's pretty far out east. Yeah, it's like a two-hour drive, but... It's it's worth it, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like you get away from whatever you got going on here. Yeah. As much as I enjoy going to the city too, Brooklyn and Queens, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to get away sometimes. Yeah, for sure. So then you said that 
our, our friend, but a friend of yours for some time, mm-hmm. Eddie P, who I've had on here. Check out his podcast if you haven't. That thing's actually almost at 300 views. I've never done 300 views on a podcast. Nah, congrats, bro. So that's something. That's something there. So shout out to Eddie shout for being a Eddie. great guest. And he was also on uh, Susio's podcast that he, that he started up. So check that out. I'll have that down below. So what is what did he say is like, don't quit videography, keep with it. Yeah, so there was this... What was what were we going through your head, like, saying, ah, maybe this isn't for me? Yeah, uh, so basically I went to a Playboy Cardi show in um, the Paramount out in Huntington. Yo, is that in December? Yeah. I was supposed to go to that fucking show. You could have known to be like six fucking months early. Bro, I pulled up with uh, some of my homies and, um, you know... I guess I just went in there with high expectations when I shouldn't have. And I've learned out throughout, you know, this whole journey that to never have high expectations. So I went in there and I thought I was going to get, you know, some decent film. And then it just didn't go that way. You know, security kicked me out. They They took my tape. And since it was VHS, you know, it's like you have the whole cassette, it's done. Yeah. I tried to get that back, but it didn't. It didn't go that way. And after that night, it was just, I felt like, damn, like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm just some Salvadorian trying to record something. Like, I felt like giving up. And then Eddie actually, I don't know how the conversation started, but Eddie was like, bro, don't give up. Like, you know, you just tripped on something, but just, you got to stand up. You got to keep doing this. Because it's like not many people are doing it out here. No, not at all. It's videography. Yeah, and... You know, after that, um, like a week later, I got invited to some party in Uniondale, and then I started recording, and it was genuine. Like, I didn't have anyone, I didn't talk to anyone there. I just started filming, and then now it's up to 1K on views. That's dope. Yeah. That one party there? That one party. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And it just goes to show, like... Like, bro, if I would have gave up, that wouldn't have happened. Mm-mm. And I always keep that in mind. That's why I always thank Eddie for, for being a good friend. Because, like, he, like, I, like, I tell him, you know, and I tell everyone else, he always sees the good in you. Yeah, and when sure. you when you talk to this man, you, you become so motivated. You see things differently. Mm-hmm. And that's a good friend to have around you. you yeah. Know? It's going to suck that he's going to be gone, but you yeah. know, he's going to be, he's doing things on a bigger stage. Yeah, nah, this man has so much potential, man. And it's it, so weird because you can't really pinpoint what he does. Yeah, nah, you can't. Like, you can't. This, he's just, he's just Eddie. This man's rebellious. Yeah. He's going to be a great fit in LA. Like yeah. I, I say, best of luck to him out there. I'm excited to see him the night. I'm excited to see him on, uh, on the 6th, so it's Tuesday. Excited to see him for sure, yeah. and definitely someone who I really is on top of my list for part twos. Yeah, people think that he's white. He's actually Salvadorian. Yeah, no, that man's yeah. Spanish. We have a we have a paisa. We have a primo in there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what was your uh, what are your inspirations? What inspires you through I guess your work? Is it is it music or is it a certain other film person or uh, movies like certain movies that you like not really no um the only thing that has inspired me is uh, i'd say there was this uh it's my high school teacher she really was an inspiration to me um mm-hmm. she almost lost her baby uh to a, a, a heart problem that he was having 
and you know i was going through i guess in in a sense i don't want to call it depression because i'm not even sure if that was you know i don't like self-diagnosing myself but i was going through a stage in my life where i was just really down and um she she peeped how i was going upon things and then she stepped she stepped to the side one day and she called me by surprise and she's like i know something's wrong with you this that and the third uh, but she's like you got so much potential to do something in life mm-hmm. and she's like look this is what i threw i went through with with my son and you know if i didn't give up you can't give up because you got so much to live for mm-hmm. and she's been an inspiration to my life for the longest i mean yeah that's above alice i, I think a constant thought in my head is just i don't want to be the same person i was yesterday you know Mm -hmm. i always want to better myself i I guess in a sense um you know trying to live to to become the best of you is really my inspiration Mm -hmm. if you could even call it that yeah that's how uh rock you you're i don't know you watch naruto or whatever but rock lee had this yeah, nah, movie. I fuck with Naruto. Yeah, Rock Lee, uh, when they're fighting the clones of themselves, okay. the water clones and stuff, yeah. they're like, you know, the only way we can beat them is if we're better than we were before. Yeah. And I'm just like, nice. God damn. Yeah. God damn. I fuck with Naruto because it, it's, you know, it paints, it paints so many walks of lives. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I always think of like when, I don't know if you've seen that scene where it was. I've uh, seen everything. Yeah, Madara and Toby Rama just growing up. You oh know? yeah. Yeah, just them throwing rocks on the waters and them being best of friends and all that, and then Madara just getting tight because his little brother got killed. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that a lot of people can relate to because, you know, you could see that as also like, well, with me personally, that's like gang violence and right, like, like where I'm from, it's like you could grow up with your next door neighbor and he could just be some different gang and then it's. It goes downhill from there. Yeah, crazy, crazy. But I fuck with Naruto. Mm-hmm. My my friend Tyler put me on. Shout out Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were in um, we were in business math one day, and the teacher was like, "Yo, anyone wants to put something on YouTube?" And he was like, "Bet." So he put he put the Madara six pass um the video. Yeah, and that shit just went crazy. After that day, I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is that?" He's like, "Bro, that's Naruto." And I remember watching Naruto when I was young, mm-hmm. but I was too young to even, like, remember. And this was during the time where it was, like, uh, the One Tails versus the Nine Tails. It was, like, way, way back. Oh, this is when he's fighting Gara. Yeah, in. this is where he was fighting Gara. Like, that's yeah. what I remember, like, growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So then I was like, wait, so this is Naruto now? <sighs> yeah. So I miss yeah. all of that. You gotta get back. But then I did get back. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. And then I binge watched throughout the summer. Throughout that summer, I actually binge watched like crazy, mm-hmm. and I fucked with it heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nuts because as a like an anime like Pokemon, like that's so service level. Yeah. So what you understood, what you grasped as a kid, is pretty much what you grasp now. Mm-hmm. But with Naruto, those con, some of those concepts, they, they, they need a. A higher mind, I yeah. guess, and a, a mind of an eight-year-old is not gonna be able to grasp these concepts like a mind of a twenty-year-old yeah. is. And especially the pain arc is the one I feel like that's like the most, yeah, where that's very 
that's a very tough concept or his beliefs are a very tough concept to take in as a kid but when you're older you can maybe understand that same thing with itachi I yeah think itachi's values are very much bro like i cried when i seen neji die bro that was nuts. Bro, I started I, crying. I really think that they did him dirty. I think yeah. that he died a little bit too easy. Yeah. I think he should have died. I'm, I, of all the people, of the I, they call them the, the Konoha 12 or something, it's, it's Naruto, Sasuke, Sakura. Then you've got Neji's group of mm-hmm. three, so Hemrock, Lee, Ten Ten. Then you have Ino, uh, Shikamaru, and Choji. And then there's... Um, Kiba and uh, Shoji and uh, is that his fucking name? And uh, fucking Hinata. Mm-hmm. So those. So of all those, I think Neji is the most logical one to kill off. Yeah. Because I think if you kill, let's say you kill Kiba, nobody's gonna give a shit. Yeah. If you kill Sho, um, that is not his name. Choji. No, no. The um, well, Choji, it, it wouldn't have the same impact. But, no, the bug guy. Uh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm getting his name wrong. That's not his name. But regardless, it had to be Neji because you had to pick someone who was skilled enough, mm-hmm. people were connected to enough, and at least that way you still had a Hyuga around because you still had Hinata. You couldn't kill off Sasuke. Yeah. You can't kill off Naruto. You can't kill off Rock Lee, honestly. So that was the only one to go, but I would have liked to see him... Make an impact in the war, and then he dies. Maybe yeah. Obito kills him or something. I think that's what should have happened. Yeah. yeah, but I've heard a lot of people got pissed. That's Jake Kwan's favorite character, isn't that? Jake? Oh yeah. Yes. I didn't I know on, that. I was on the Facetime with him, and he told me. Yeah, no, that's I cried, bro. Cause that yeah. was that was that as my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I feel like most of the characters. I feel like Madara too. Like Madara had a like his death was stupid. His death was dumb. Like, how do you make a character so OP and then just kill him off like that? Yeah. I mean, obviously he was going to be... He had to die. Yeah. But I, they say that they were constrained. I have a whole theory. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll say it now. Yeah. I think Itachi should have never died. I think... And do you watch Boruto? Yeah. I mean, I've seen parts do of it. Do you understand? Like, you know what's going... Do you know Kawaki? The the kid who's Boruto's going to fight? Uh, Kawaki's the... The dude with, like, the mohawk. And like yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So it all it all connects. So I think personally that Itachi should have never died through Shippuden. I think that what should have happened is that so let's start this up. Sasuke is fighting Itachi. Instead of Itachi dying of a dumbass illness, you have them both pass out at the same time. But but Itachi catches Sasuke with the shining gun to show him his. So instead of Toby telling Sasuke what he did Itachi tells him through the shotting gun just like he did when he was reanimated mm-hmm. just like that and then they both pass out Toby takes Sasuke and Jiraiya who is alive at this time he died after Itachi did he takes Itachi back to the village without anybody knowing and then Naruto is and Kakashi and all of them they're all told why Itachi's back what Itachi did in the first place mm-hmm. things like that they tell him that and they're like okay fine Sasuke continues and he do- goes and he fights Donzo just like he does he kills off Donzo he's still psychotic but he thinks that he- but Toby tells him that Itachi's dead yeah but 
he's seen all of Itachi's memories and his view of Itachi is just like it was when Itachi died in the first place. It's the same thing, except for he believes he's dead, but he's not. So he still wants to get revenge for Itachi. Like, he has more of a positive view of Itachi. And he wants to kind of fulfill his goals or whatever. So he goes and he gets the... I know he has Itachi's eyes. You Mm -hmm. switch it to Sishui's eyes instead. Mm -hmm. So Sishui... His eyes are, are going to be the new eyes for Sasuke. Then you meet them up just like they did when Itachi was reanimated. The only thing that you lose is that the Itachi fight where he was with Nagato, him and Nagato reanimated mm-hmm. against uh, B and Naruto, Naruto, that doesn't happen. Yeah, That doesn't happen. You have just Nagato against those two. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I think that's fine because Nagato is just so fucking OP that you yeah. probably take Yeah, no, them. definitely. Okay, so... So Itachi goes and he learns, he picks up about Kabuto and that's his introduction into the war. So he's never like actually in the battlefield itself. He's Mm -hmm. going to fight Kabuto. So he goes on his way to fight Kabuto. Him and Sasuke cross paths and then that's when all that shit goes down. And then you pick it up. So then you have Itachi alive during the war. And he's fighting alongside Sasuke and Kakashi, and I guess I guess Obito at this point, and Naruto and Sakura. He's fighting with that group. He doesn't go into the, uh, the um, the fucking cocoons and shit. I, I don't even know why. I, I'm escaping my mind what the hell that thing is called. So he doesn't go in that. He's under that Susano. Yeah. So he ends up fighting Madara. He ends up fighting Kaguya. He ends up living through the war. As a part of the, the, I guess, allied shinobi forces. Yeah. This way, you have another Uchiha. You can have another Uchiha kid. You can mm-hmm. have a son Uchiha. So you have a boy and a girl Uchiha. Plus, you can have Itachi as Sarada's mentor into Boruto. Boruto, you know Sarada, yeah. is, right? So he can be her uh, mentor, just like Jiraiya was to Naruto, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he... So you need to definitely have Sarada awaken her Mangeko Sharingan, but the way to do that is that you have to have her emotionally affected. Unfortunately, right now, it seems that it's going to be very tough to write Sarada being able to open that up without maybe either a Sasuke or a Mitsuki or Naruto dying or something very tragic happening to them. I don't know if yeah. it's going to be possible. I think if they... the Shifting of dimensions, which we don't know. This hasn't even been written yet. This is not even spoilers. This is just speculation. If the dimension thing where Kawaki puts Naruto and Sasuke into that other dimension, that's fine. Maybe that could do it. But I think what would be stronger is if you had Itachi still alive and Kawaki kills him. Kawaki kills him, then that awakens Sarada's Mangeka Sharingan, and then you keep it going. And then that way yeah. you have... You have another Uchiha kid. You have Itachi, who's a fan favorite. You keep him around for a little bit. You can have him and Sasuke trade places in and out of the village when they're going around scouting out or they can work together. Something like that. I think that they made a mistake. Or at least they should have considered keeping him alive. I know it's a crazy-ass theory, but that's my theory for Itachi staying alive. I understand it was yeah. powerful, but and it definitely helped Sasuke's progression. But I think Sasuke could have a progression where he ends up eclipsing Itachi in skill. Yeah. And then Itachi realizes that and acknowledging that. I think that's also very powerful. That could have been something else that shows Sasuke's strength. I don't think he needed to go out there and kill Itachi. Plus, if you look at Sasuke's bodies that this man has claimed, this dude has killed Orochimaru. Yeah. This guy has killed Danzo. 
This guy has killed some serious, serious. He's had people beat. He beat Naruto in part one. He's had some insane wins, and nobody doubts his ability. I don't think he needed to beat Itachi. I think Itachi could have stayed alive and had been killed by Kawaki or something like that to push Kawaki as a villain instead of teleporting Naruto. I mean, what the fuck is that really going to yeah. do? I feel like they killed Itachi too soon. Yeah, because he was killed pretty pretty early on in Shippuden when you think about it. Like 130, I think, was the episode he was killed in. Yeah. Or like around there, 120, 130s. So anyways, so enough about Naruto. I want to get about. I want to get to these Brentwood stories that you were talking about. So this drunk guy with a phone. Yeah, I mean, so I was telling homie. He's like, he's like, what was this guy like before? Like, what were, did you know him before? I never, How no, he? I mean, I I work at a phone shop, so these are basically just customers. Mm. But I just deal with so much, you know. It's like it's not even part of the job description, mm-hmm. but it just happens, and I gotta deal with it. I had a customer who uh, he decided to come in and bought a phone and then he just didn't want to leave. He decided he was just going to lay down on the floor. And I asked him, I was like, everything okay? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to sleep here. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to sleep right here. I was like, I was like, bro. You can't sleep here. Like this is a phone shop. Like I'm, I appreciate you shopping here, but you can't stay here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Nah, I'm gonna sleep here. You so he convinced. Yeah, like he was convinced that was his home. So he didn't want to move. And then you know it, it. It was just a matter of really talking to him in a way where he felt more human. Because I didn't, I didn't force anything upon him. I was just like, listen, man, like, I know you're probably going through a rough time. And I get that's probably why, you, you know, you've been drinking lately. But you don't got to do this, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just go lay down outside. But not in here. And surprisingly, he got up. He's like, okay. He dapped me up and then went to go sleep right outside. Wow. Yeah, he took up a parking spot, but it was all good. Oh my! So he was just sleeping, right? So someone could have ran over him. Yeah, like some. Yeah, him. but you know, no one's gonna run him over. God damn! Yeah, no one's that stupid to run him over. Damn. Yeah, but shit like that, you know, it's it's random shit that happens all the time when when you gotta deal with customers, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially in Brentwood. Yeah, I was in Hempstead Chuck E. Cheese for a while. You know, I was working. With oh, that was a lot that. of it was a lot of ratchetness going down. I don't even want to speak. I, I will speak on it one time. You have me on your podcast. I'll tell you some stories about yeah. that shit. That shit was insane. Or if you want to know one of the better stories, definitely uh, the audience, check out episode number one of the Spinner Podcast. Definitely check out and start at the 40-minute mark. I talk about my first day at Hempstead Chuck E. Cheese, what I saw going into the, the shift, what, I, <laughs> what happened yeah. in the shift, and then... I talk about one of my coworkers at the time and what he ended up doing. And my guest is also, it's a photographer that's one of my best friends. He was also working with me there. That's, you know, it's insane. All the people I met, though, at that Chuck E. Cheese. I met Sushi at that Chuck E. Cheese. I met, like, the the photographers. We had, like, a lot of creative people that were there. What's up? Did you meet Quan then? Yes. Yep, met Quan. I met Quan. I heard... um, Somebody was working there for like four days, but ended up quitting. Oh I shit! Won't, I won't mention that person's name. I don't know if he wants to be associated with Chuck E. Cheese, but 
I heard that. Nah, Eddie. Eddie's pulled that off once too. Yeah. Nah, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie tra- worked I, there. Nah, Eddie almost worked at my job. Mm. Nah, but the way he went upon it was just so crazy. So Eddie, um, he basically, you know, he got into the job the first day. He didn't even last the first day. Like he was there for like 15 minutes, and then, you know, he said that something around the lines how my manager she started bugging out, and then he's like. She basically asked him to do like a module mm-hmm. on the computer, yeah, like some training. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Bet, let me just go get my headphones in my car." And then you know, my boss she starts realizing like after twenty minutes he's not back. So then she calls her son and she's like, uh, "Did you contact the the guy that was just here?" And she's like, "No." So then you know, after a while they start realizing. That he said he was going to his car to get some headphones. Oh, and my then, God. and then they realized that Eddie P. Dashed? Eddie P. Don't have a car. He it, doesn't have a car. No, he don't. He still doesn't have a car. No. He doesn't drive. No, he Eddie. Eddie around. doesn't. Yeah, I mean, you know, whenever the homies is around, you know. That's why he's he's, he's, he's old. Yeah, no, nah, nah, I mean, that's not the reason why he's tight. But he works though, right? Nah, yeah, nah. He's 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 you know he's always working. But, you know, that's not the reason why, you know, he'd be getting rises. It's, it's more of like, you know, with the homies, it's like, you know, whenever we're going somewhere, we always bring everyone, you know. Right, yeah. So he always, you know, slides with us or slides with whoever's, you know, going somewhere. Mm. But, nah, the moral of the story was that, you know, he wasn't fucking with the job, lasted 15 minutes and then had to finesse his way out. Never went back there again. Where did he... How did he get out if he didn't have a car? Did somebody pick him up? Or yeah, what? someone picked him up. Oh, my yeah. God. What a baller. Yeah, so what after fi- after 15 minutes, he was gone. Damn. And then, you know, my boss, she was just flabbergasted. Mm. It was like, you know... What we, a fucking legend. That's when they realized, like, on his job, like, resume or whatever they had asked him, that he specifically said he didn't have a car, so he couldn't drive around. Because we had different locations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he specifically said just for the Freeport location. Mm-hmm. So then that's after a while they put two and two together and they realized this man don't got a car. Damn. Which, just, which phone company is this? It's Boost. Boost? Okay, yeah. got, it. got it. It's nothing crazy, you know. Yeah. It's better than Metro PCS, at least. I don't know, man. I don't jack shit. Yeah. I, I just, you know. You just go in there and make your money. Yeah, I don't really rep my, uh, my job like yeah. that. I'm like... Oh, they come in as like, oh, Chili's is so great. It's such a great store. I'm like, whatever. That's your opinion. Yeah. I, I don't really give a shit. I don't yeah. like being in the mall. So, yeah. please. So, anyways, okay. So, tell me about this Elmont party. We have like two stories, and we'll wrap this shit up. So, this Elmont party you're talking about? Oh uh, yeah. So, um, I was like 15, 16. Uh, we got invited to an Elmont party, and then it was lit. Like, this was before, you know, I was doing the videography. I wish I would have filmed the night. But um, we were just chilling. And then I guess the cops had pulled up. So then they're trying to clear everyone out. And then you got some guy at the front. He's like, yo, everyone get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever's not leaving, I'm dead ass snuffing your shit. So then we're like, oh, this man is serious. As we're walking out. He repeats it again. He's like, all right, whoever the fuck is not moving, you're getting clapped on God, right? So then some girl's like, well, you ain't about to tell me what the fuck I'm about to do. So then, oh, 
Bro, he knocked her lights out. This is an officer or is this like as a guy? No, nah, this, this is the guy that was like hosting the hosting party. party. Yeah. Oh my god. And his mom came out with the water hose just spraying everyone. Yeah, making sure no. every, yeah. It was it was it was a night that it was That's nuts. Yeah, bro. You see, so I'm my father's from Turkey. <laughs> Middle Eastern culture here. So the way that they they take out protesters is they take these extremely powerful water oh, I've hoses seen them. I've and seen they just them. spray these yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, they spray them, and you can't hold your feet. Yeah, you not. cannot. I've seen you them. will slip, or you will get blown the I fuck love, back. I, I love those videos. Yes, it's insane. That's how they. That's how this government. It's, it's pretty fucked up government, actually, but probably somewhat similar to your government. It's just maybe money difference. I mean, obviously Turkey's still economically is good yeah but my god they just fucking they fuck these guys up did they protest about the littlest thing you know they don't got no freedom of speech like well they do have some but if you criticize the president or the prime minister you're fucked Mm -hmm. they just take these water these water cans they just fuck everybody up they do that with the tear gas too they'll tear gas you yeah but oh yeah so i can only imagine what this what this woman was like this probably 50 year old woman coming outside spraying motherfuckers out it was (laughs) It was a crazy night. Yeah. So what about waking up an attic? This will be our last story. Here. All right. So um, basically, uh, I've woken up in the attic twice. Once it was with my homie, like it was his crib. Um, you know, it was it was cool vibes. I woke up, but it, it was it was slight. You know, nothing crazy. But the second time, the second time it was, I I don't know whose crib that was. Um, I was just so off it, bro. And keep in mind, like. This was like when I was still 15, 16. It's like all, all the lit nights that I had were when I was young, like 15, 16. Like that's mm-hmm. when I was like really going out to parties and doing crazy shit. Uh, so then, you know, I got really fucked up. I woke up in an attic and then I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Where the fuck am I? I start calling everyone. I'm like, yo, where the fuck am I? They're like, bro, we had to put you in an attic because you started bugging out. Really? I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't remember it, and they were saying something about how like, um, like I started fighting my friend or something over some bullshit, but I go downstairs right, and as I'm walking downstairs, I look to the right of me, there's this wall, bro, and there's like three holes just punched in, bro. Did you do that? I did not do oh, that. Yeah, okay, not. Okay. I, I I asked if it was me, but like my friend confirmed it was not me. Oh yeah. fuck! But yeah, nah, I, I don't be, I don't be reckless like that. Yeah, shit. Yeah. God damn, I've had a few, and I've had a few holes in my wall. Especially was it, no, my sophomore year, mm-hmm. we had this one kid, good friend of mine. We went to the bar. He just got absolute trash for his birthday or something, and he got back. And we, every dorm room is put, provided with like an office chair. It's like a little, it's big wood, this wooden chair. This man's literally picked it up, put it over his head, and just threw it into a fucking wall. Wow. And he put this this hole in it that way. And then there was another one who got who thought that he could skateboard, but he can't skateboard. And he was drunk as shit. His skateboard just went right into the wall and left this big-ass hole in the oh, bottom shit. of it. So we had so many. We had probably, I think, four holes, four or five holes. This is when I was living with um, one of the guys. I didn't live with him last year, but the year before. But okay. he's living with me this year. I was living with him. This is like the crazy fucking shit that happened. It's going to be nuts. Come September, if you come through, my God. There's going to be some... Because I'm just stupid. And this guy's just stupid, too. So, I, I together, think those are... 
I think those are the good friends to have around. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm hoping tonight, we're about to actually head out to a uh, get-together. Yes, is that's that what a, they call it? That's a fact. Yes. I've never been to a get-together with all these people before. I'm very excited to see what happens. I see the clips on Instagram, and it seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there, and uh, maybe I'll have a story for you all. Or, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Shout out your meme page real quick. Yes. Um, oh. At El Socio's Memes. What's behind the meme page? Oh, what you mean by that? Well, you just just take what you find funny or like nah. It's like it's hard, bro. I f- I actually do like research on whatever's popping. It's like mm-hmm. it's not like it has a New York vibe to it. I, I yeah, it, for the most part, I feel like sometimes I have to just because my followers are from New York. Mm-hmm. But you know, looking into memes and finding the right one, it takes time out, out the yeah. day. Yeah, I feel like it's just like the playlist videos I make where you have to find the right songs that go together. You can't have yeah, too much of one thing. Yeah, exactly. Because once you, like, if I just put any meme that I find funny, it's like I'd be over 10K post by now. Mm-hmm. It's like I got to find something that's relatable, something that people can really laugh to. Because it's like nowadays, bro, it's like when you go on IG, there's some people out there that really just go and then look at other people's profile pics and, and their, their posts and everything, and they just get sad. You yeah. know, and so I try to I try to make some content that you know, I don't I don't make it. I post it. Sometimes I make some memes. You mm-hmm. know, like if I find like something that's relatable in my head, mm-hmm. and it's like yo, that could be a meme. Yeah, I'll post it. But for the most part, I'm just reposting it, and it's like you know, it's starting to go up now because it's been a minute. But mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people they really just look into it because they've had a long day. Or they get sad of just looking other people, and they, mm-hmm. they they find comfort in just laughing. Yeah, for sure. I since I've been up here three years, but mainly like outside of moving around a little bit more the last two years, it definitely has like a very vibe of like Nassau County, yeah. um, Brooklyn, like Queens vibe. I, my favorite of yours is the fight between that naked Asian dude. And, uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah. That one yeah. is insane. No, that one was crazy. That one was crazy. That one yeah. I remember sharing around. I'm like, this is like, I could see this happening, yeah. like in Chinatown or some shit. Yeah. Like, no, and I just want to say thank you to everyone that, that actually, like yourself, you know, that reshare it, that send it to your friends. Because it's like, you know, you don't even know if your friend is having a bad day. And then yeah. that just that just meant, you know, a lot to them. And it means a lot to me because it's like, you know, you take the time out of your day to share what I posted and people actually look into it. So it means a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's dope as fuck. I fuck with it. So I'm going to have all of his links to uh, his three pages down below and uh, the information about his little party music listening session or whatever it is in Brooklyn. I'll have that in the description as well. Just text me that. Yeah. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at S-K-B-E-N-I-T-G. If you want a podcast, just give me a holler. I'll look into it. I'm not going to say I'm going to take it because the list is getting a little bit longer than it was before. And there's some more kind of content creators, whether that be music artists or someone um, like him that creates videography or something like that. So I just do have some more priority, I guess, clients than I had before. But definitely hit me up. I, re- I really appreciate the support. I really appreciate the people viewing this podcast. Sharing this podcast means the world to me when I see somebody share 
uh, my podcast and definitely I'm stoked and then the, whoever the guest is is also stoked I appreciate you for having me bro it means a lot and I, I'm sorry I was late you know the only time Salvadorians are early is to the airport you know yeah but other than that we're always late there we go yes, hey man I didn't know about that but uh, I'm usually late too yeah. we're, we're gonna be literally late to the get together yeah the I get mean, together is in five minutes fuck it fuck it yeah now we we usually do get together late though so it's yeah. like we just put down a time and then it usually starts after an hour yeah so you yeah. know but we about to slide over there man. yeah we're yo, slide i over appreciate there you time. for having me bro it means a lot yeah no problem of course yep all right yo catch you guys later thank you for listening subscribe to spinner media and uh catch y'all later bye bye